Hello and welcome to Calling All Detectives from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Calling All Detectives. When I was hired to watch some wedding presents, what I really found myself guarding was a corpse. That is the situation on this page from my casebook. The casebook of Jerry Browning, Private Detective. If you're a private detective like me, Jerry Browning, it's a good idea to keep your fees flexible. Fred Staley led me into the room where the wedding presents were being displayed. Just keep an eye on things, Browning. Act like a guest, and don't get excited if people touch anything. Okay, Mr. Staley, your daughter's wedding presents will all be accounted for. I walked around the long table, inspected the stuff I was being paid $40 to guard. An assortment of silver doodads, a lot of china, and the miscellaneous junk that always turns up at weddings. Nobody in his right mind would dream of stealing any of it. What I was being paid $40 for was not really to guard it, but to make believe it was worth guarding. <laughs> okay, I can go along with a gag. I turned as the door opened and a tall, frozen-faced butler walked in, leaving the door open. He marched up to the table of wedding presents, stared down at it, then picked up a handful of silver knives and forks and did an about-face. Hey, just a second, pal. What do you think you're going with that stuff? I stepped in front of him. And then... He toppled over backwards, scattering the silver all over the floor. And when I bent over him, I saw what I hadn't noticed before. The handle of a small knife sticking out of his chest. A butler picked up some silver from a table full of wedding presents and fell dead with a knife in his chest. From the doorway, I could see the wedding in progress in the living room of the Staley home. There were about 50 guests, all of them intent on the ceremony. I could just see myself walking in there and announcing that things would have to be postponed on account of a corpse. Phew. I retreated back into my room, finally found a telephone hidden in a small table. Police headquarters, emergency, hurry. Police, Lieutenant Dawson, emergency. Hello, Dawson, Jerry Browning. I'm at a wedding, the Staley home on Westminster Drive. No, you lunkhead, I'm not getting married. I'm guarding the wedding presents and the corpse. Yeah, the butler knifed. Don't tell me nobody kills butlers. This is no joke, Dawson. He came in here, grabbed some wedding present knives and forks and... No, he didn't kill himself. Listen, Dawson, I'm alone with a dead butler. There's a wedding going on in the next room. I'll explain everything when you get here, but for Pete's sake, get going! Well, Browning, are you ready to... Browning, you fool! You've knocked out my butler! He's no thief! Mr. Staley, there isn't much time. The police are on their way. This man has been murdered. Murdered? But, Browning, I just hired you as window dressing. I didn't want you to kill anybody, especially my butler! Listen to me. I didn't kill him. He was dead when he came in. I mean... Look, I can't explain now. Go on out there. Don't let anybody come in here. Don't tell them what happened. And above all, don't let anybody leave the house. Do you understand? Uh, yes, I think so. Then get going. For ten dragging minutes that seemed like hours, I was alone with a corpse. And during that time, I tried to figure out why a dying man would march in here, grab up a handful of silver, and try to walk out with it. 
You'll try figuring that out someday under similar circumstances. All right, Jerry. We got the house around it. Now tell me quickly who tried to steal those wedding presents and how come you weren't on hand to prevent the butler from getting killed. Dawson, let's go someplace where it's nice and quiet and I'll draw you a diagram. It took quite a while, but I finally made Dawson understand what had happened. But, Jerry, if he was dying, what did he want with the knives and forks? I haven't the slightest idea. I'm just telling you what happened. Well, you needn't get huffy about it. Let's go back to the suspects. What suspects? There are 50 guests out there, plus the bride's family, plus seven or eight regular servants, plus about 15 extra supplied by the caterer. You talk to them. Don't get mad, Jerry. Who's mad? I was just hired to guard the wedding presents. You're a cop, okay? Go to work. I'm through. Oh, no, you're not. You're under arrest as a material witness, and you stick around till I get to you. Jerry, you're in trouble, so start cooperating. Okay, okay. I went through the motions of helping Dawson and his squad question guests and servants. But the thing was hopeless. At a wedding, people mill around, pay no particular attention to one another. And servants move around as they please. It was literally impossible to track down anybody's whereabouts in the few minutes preceding the murder, much less that of 60-odd people. Brownie, my daughter and her husband want to leave on their honeymoon. Surely they at least can leave the house. Nobody leaves. Oh, okay, I guess they can go, but nobody else. Oh, wait, Mr. Staley, have you got a list of the wedding guests so we can check and make sure there's nobody here who wasn't invited? Of course, of course. But there are no intruders, I assure you. I know every guest personally. Why, even Ruth Cutler got an invitation. I'll go get the list. Just a second. Who's Ruth Cutler? Ruth? Why, Betty was engaged to him at one time. She insisted on inviting him. Ruth. Ruth Cutler. Cutler. Dawson, come over here. We found Ruth Cutler at the far end of the room, where he'd been trying to look as inconspicuous as possible. Mr. Cutler, why did you kill the poor guy? I, I kill him? Well, you must be mistaken. No, we're not mistaken. You see, the butler named you before he died. Now, do you confess, or do we take you to headquarters, put you through the lie detector, and a few other tests? I, it was an accident. He caught me trying to go up the back stairs. I didn't want to kill Betty, only frighten her. But the butler saw the knife in my hand. That's enough. It's all yours, Dawson. Yep. A simple little case for a simple little fee. A dying man, too weak to talk, tries to give a clue to his killer. Knives and forks. Cutler? Cutlery. Nothing to it. Especially if you happen to get lucky and think of asking the right questions. Like I said... When a detective takes a job, he has to be prepared for anything, except more money than he's agreed to accept. <laughs>